Hi, Alan Schimmel here with another DevOps chat. And uh, my guest this for this session is a, a friend of mine, Rosalind Radcliffe of IBM. Rosalind, welcome. Thank you. Rosalind, of, of, I think you've appeared uh, on DevOps chats before, and, and of course we have done webinars and videos together and, and so many other things. But for members of our audience who may not be familiar with, with your, who you are, do you want to give a brief background? Sure. So I'm Rosalind Radcliffe. I'm a distinguished engineer in IBM, and I'm responsible for our DevOps strategy for enterprise systems. So I am not only responsible for driving our product direction, but I really spend a lot of time with clients helping them with their DevOps transformations for their enterprise systems, mostly mainframe, uh, and their, you know, their systems of record. Excellent. And Rosalind, of course, um, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about today about this term that's been creeping up, bimodal IT. And, and then I want to spend some time talking about the upcoming Interconnect conference as well. And maybe we can combine bimodal IT and Interconnect. Um, I don't know what we would call that, but trimodal. Anyway, so Rosalind, you know, in, in talking off offline before we jumped on here, uh, I think we both agreed that we weren't big fans of the, of the term bimodal IT. And, and all that that seems to have entail or entail now. Can you you want to share with our audience why you may not be a fan? Yeah, I th I think the term and the way it's used is implying that there is a defined slowness for the systems of record. And I think it's important instead of saying bimodal to say more variable speed IT or or something that implies that the systems may move at different speeds. I, I'm not going to disagree with that, but it's not that one is inherently faster and one is inherently slower. It's that hopefully for your system of record, you've built that as a set of APIs or services, and so you don't have to change the services as often as you need to change that system of engagement to entice the users to stay connected. And so it really should be about how the, the system of record and the system of engagement can work together through loose coupling and through proper services. I do think that, that that is going to happen. There are going to be different speeds at, at different times. And sometimes, honestly, the system of record might be moving faster than the system of engagement because there are changes needed, regulation changes, etc. But it's, you know, we need to pay attention to it from that standpoint. And, and that's the reason why I don't like bimodal IT. It's really variable speed. Yep. And, and uh, the other, I'm all dead on, Rosalind, the other point that kind of gets me with it is, you know, this whole idea of bimodal IT, it almost connotates that we have uh, two two tracks, if you will, that move at different, or two trains on a track that move at very different speeds. And, you know, but they, they never interact, right? It's almost, it almost reminds me of like civil rights, separate but equal. You know, we, 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 we have the water fountain for the mainframe guys and a water fountain for the, 
for the cloud dudes. And, you know, they both serve water, so that's okay. But the mainframe guys can't drink from the cloud dudes' water fountain. And you know what? It didn't work for civil rights, and I, I get I don't think it works for IT either. I, I think a better model when we talk about systems of record, systems of engagement, and, and you know, this whole world is more, I, I call it the Swiss watch model, where you have gears that, that turn at different speeds, but they all mesh together in a fine-tuned timepiece, right? And, and to me, that's a much better model than this idea of, you know, separate tracks, if you will. What, what do you think about that, Rosalind? I actually think that's a wonderful way of putting it because I think that, you know, it, it would be a much better interpretation with the, the gears and the, and the Swiss watch. Swiss watch timing is always, there's always excellent with their gearing system. So that's exactly what it is. The, the teams need to work together and, and they need to be using the same tools, the same practices, the same processes and each system needs to go at the speed is, that is required for the changes that they're, they need to make, but they're obviously interacting. I mean, your system of engagement is nothing without your system of record, and so they need to interface properly. They need to work together to provide this end-to-end -end solution for their end users. So they have to be collaborating, and I, honestly, I think the, the organizations that have brought the teams together that do the system of engagement and the system of record into one team actually do the best. They're the most efficient. So they may have they may have variability in the speed they're delivering on the, on different parts, but they're all working together. They're all collaborating. They're all one team, not this this separation idea. And I think your example is is very good. It's it's not separate but equal. It's one team. Yep. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And, you know, I'm not here blaming Gartner for pushing this whole bimodal uh, IT, you know, name and, and paradigm. But, Rosalind, I, you know, at last year's Interconnect, I remember having a bunch of conversations with you and Sanjeev Sharma and Carmen Diardo, and we were using the term variable speed IT, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. To, to talk about it, the similar thing. And, and of course, I've, I've, we've heard other people use the term uh, two-speed IT, but I, I think in, in large organizations, there's actually more than two speeds, right? There's, there's, all, there's a lot of different pieces that move at different speeds. Yeah, and that's and that's really the right answer. I, I really think it's important to have that uh, ability to move at the speed required by business. It's the business demands, and and that's why it's necessary. I, I think there's a lot of thought process about bimodal IT because there are still or there seem to be people out there that still think the, the mainframe can't move as fast, that it can't use DevOps practices. And, and I think that's actually the core of the issue. We have to break down this thought process that the system of record, the mainframe, can't move as fast, can't be DevOps. It really can be. And, I, and it's a really, I guess it's a hot button in a sense right now. I've just spent the last two weeks with two different clients. And, and this week with one of them, the first 
principle they put up was that there's nothing about the mainframe that means it shouldn't be DevOps. The, the first principle is it needs to be DevOps. It needs to take advantage of the same pipeline, the same functions, the same capability to be able to move as fast as required in a reliable, uh, consistent way with all the advantages of automated testing and automation. Sure, absolutely. Rosalind, let's, let's turn a little bit to this year's uh, to interconnect, where we will have, whether you want to call it bimodal IT, variable IT, there are, you know, out of the two or 300, I forget how many DevOps-related tracks there are, there will be some great ones. And um wanted to talk to you a, bit, a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the event as well, though I'm not ready for it yet. There will be a lot of discussion and, and a number of sessions, both customers as well as IBMers talking about the, the variable speed IT or the, the different ways that different parts of the application's development need to interact and need to work together. Uh, the, one of the clients I was speaking with this week will be there talking about their DevOps development, particularly about how they're literally building brand new applications on Z in COBOL Kicks applications using DevOps principles. Uh, so I look forward to all the different client discussions on how they're, you know, bringing their teams together. And I, I think your Swiss gear interpretation is a, is a good way of putting it because that's what they'll be talking about, how they've geared the teams together to be able to work together to provide the value the company needs. Absolutely. Rosalind, are you allowed to, can we mention to our audience what what company is that that's presenting? Is, is Are you allowed to say at this point or no? Well, so in that case, it's Rabobank because um, they're, they're published as a session speaker, so they'll be speaking. Um, there are actually quite a few. Um, Rabobank's one, UBS is another. Um, there are numerous uh, speakers scheduled, client speakers scheduled, who's gonna, who are going to be speaking about their, their efforts and their transformations. And Rosalind, what about you? I'm sure you're speaking. Yeah, I, I have quite a few uh, sessions that I'll be given, giving, discussing uh, DevOps overall, working with clients and their transformations, uh, the capabilities available, as well as uh, having more discussions on the ops side of DevOps. I think one of the things that uh, has been an interesting challenge is the how do we really bring ops into DevOps since we really do have uh, ops organizations? It, and that's going to sound really strange, but when we think about DevOps, a lot of the discussion has really been focused on automation and delivery, not really focused necessarily on running the systems. And so uh, I'm trying to help uh, in some of the discussions bring more of the ops side in. How do we really get the ops collaboration coming in? How do we tie the teams together from a complete end-to-end -end standpoint? Excellent. Um, Rosalind, you know, it's hard to pick among many. But what do you, if you, 
besides the ones you just mentioned, give our audience, if they're wondering, should I go, should I not go, I'm not sure, what are the two or three biggest either sessions or, or points of learning that you think people should know about to, to so, jump in here? Yeah, so honestly, I think the, there, there are too many sessions to name, but the, the way to think about it is there are too many sessions to name. There are lots of client sessions who are going to be discussing their experiences. And so, you know, the value out of a conference like this, one of the key values is the ability to hear from your peers and to network with your peers to understand how they've done this, how they're getting value. And that's the best way to learn from other people who've already experienced who are, or who are experiencing. And you're going to learn from people who are ahead of you and you're going to be helping people who are behind you. And so it's the networking, it's the opportunity to hear those sessions and the opportunity to meet all of the different people who are working in this space. I think that's the value of conferences like this, the, the chance to network and take advantage of that. And, you know, many people I've, I've met in prior interconnects have, have said, you know, it's the, it's the collaboration, it's the conversations, it's the meeting of people that have given them the most value. I, Attending the sessions is also very important, but it's the sessions that give them those contacts. And so they learn in the session, and then they have this contact that allows them to, to continue to discuss. And, and you always get fun, you know, learn something new, you get some fun story, you get something that's you're really going to be able to take back and, and provide value to your organization. Absolutely. Rosalind, believe it or not, we're just about out of time. We probably have gone over. And as usual, it's always when that happens, whenever we talk, I apologize. But um, I am looking forward to seeing several of your sessions at Interconnect, as well as I should mention, just a quick plug, I am moderating a session myself on what DevOps will look like in the next three to five years. And I, I have none other than Gene Kim on the panel with me, which should be a lot of fun. So if anyone listening is, is attending Interconnect, please come on down for that one. But, um, Rosalind, it should be quite a show. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to how this whole bimodal IT, variable speed IT, how it plays out. Um, you know, we've said it before, mainframes aren't going anywhere. And, you know, the new way of doing things like DevOps and Agile and stuff, it's going to influence how we use our systems of engagement, but it's not going to negate them. And uh, it's always a pleasure to speak with you and look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas, February 21 to the 25th, correct? Correct. I'm looking forward to it as well. And, and as, you, as you mentioned, the, the panel discussions, those are always wonderful. And I'm, I'm hoping that I can make it to your session with Gene Kim if I'm not in another session myself. So I'm looking forward to it, and it'll be a, a great week. Absolutely. Rosalind Radcliffe, Distinguished Engineer, IBM, thanks for joining us today on this edition of DevOps Chats.